Support for this program is provided by Chevron. This is Politico Energy. I'm Josh Siegel. On Wednesday, six of the country's biggest oil producers testified before the House Energy and Commerce Committee. The hearing, which was supposed to focus on why gasoline prices were high, ended up like a lot of things in Washington, a blame game between Democrats and Republicans. So today I'm speaking with someone who grilled the oil CEOs at the hearing, Representative Kathy Castor, a Democrat from Florida. It's time for the big oil companies to to lower prices rather than pad your bottom line. It is time to stop your decades-long obstruction of the transition to clean energy, which would provide lower costs for consumers, the cars and trucks we drive, the way we heat our homes and cool our homes. Representative Castor and I talked about the political strategy behind the hearing, how House Democrats want to lower gasoline prices, and what all of this means for the energy policies and a potential Build Back Better spinoff bill. It's Thursday, April 7th. So yeah, as it happens with a lot of these high-profile hearings, there seem to be, from our look and, and coverage of things, some a lot of political spin, to be honest. There was Republicans kind of blaming Biden's policies for high gas prices and his green energy agenda, and then Democrats really laying it at the feet of big oil. I mean, do you feel like anything comes out of this hearing to actually advance energy policy and consensus on how to address the high prices, or has it just become kind of political theater? Well, the purpose of this hearing was to hear directly from the big oil CEOs and ask them questions about their skyrocketing profits and to try to elicit some information and answers because we are looking for solutions for the hardworking people we represent back home, the small business owners, the parents trying to get through the day with their kids. You know, the long-term solutions are, are out there and the medium-term solutions are in front of us as well. But what could we do to provide some immediate relief? That's tough in the middle of Putin's unprovoked war on Ukraine, and um, but also try to dig into, are these big oil companies just going to continue stock buybacks and padding their bottom line? And I don't know if people asked about their salaries that are tied to profits. We also need to make that plain for the American people. So I reported this week that a number of House progressives are saying they would be amenable to some policies in the short term that boost fossil fuels. Joe Manchin, obviously, is the hurdle you need in the Senate, and he's called for more LNG exports. He's called for offshore oil and gas lease sales. Would you be okay granting some of that if that were to mean Manchin might come back to the table on reconciliation and clean energy? He's kind of hinting that he does want to get back in that discussion. I encourage Senator Manchin to come with a proposal, to come with something in writing for us to discuss. But, of course, in the short term, We have got to support our NATO allies. They have really stepped up. I mean, Germany canceling the Nord Stream 2 pipeline. We know energy costs in Europe are out of sight. So yes, we need to direct our resources and LNG to our NATO allies. And that was one reason I raised the question about where are we exporting right now? You know, it was just a few years ago 
that the Congress kind of capitulated to the oil and gas industry and authorized the export of American domestic energy to overseas. And I want to know those exports, uh, how much are those companies exporting to, to China and other malign countries? Because that could be one thing in the short term that, that we could redirect. Yeah, just in the, in the more short term, I know that there's been a conversation led by Speaker Pelosi in the House to come up with something that the House can coalesce around. And it seems like it's, it's, it's been difficult to come to a consensus. A lot of the ideas, federal gas tax holiday we've talked about, rebates I know have maybe picked up some steam, but we haven't actually seen any you know, formal endorsement of that from the caucus wide. Where are House Democrats as far as coming up with, with some legislative solution, or is there really not an answer? The first answer is to make sure we get those tax credits to lower the cost for consumers on their energy bills at home and on vehicles and begin that transition. Then I want to know what are we exporting to China and other countries that might be closer aligned to Putin? Is that something we can bring back to help with the supply issue here? You know, in Florida, the uh, legislature passed a gas tax holiday using our American Rescue Plan money. They did it for the month of October before the election. And we asked the big oil CEOs, would they guarantee that they would pass along those savings? And the answer was not clear. So I'm not certain that that is going to be an answer until we get we get some assurance from them that they and the retailers will pass along those kind of savings. But the most important thing was just to kind of shame these CEOs into lowering the wholesale price. Because as we made the point, the American people were very much in support of banning Russian imports. They were willing to do their part in the name of freedom and democracy. Why can't Wall Street and these big oil companies do the same thing, recognize the the bravery of the Ukrainian people and understand the role they can play in the world today to stabilizing the economies across democracy. Also, on Wednesday, the Supreme Court reinstated a Trump-era rule that limits the authority states have to certify infrastructure projects under the Clean Water Act. That rule, known as Section 401, requires many big infrastructure projects to receive certification from the states that water quality will not be harmed. So the ruling Wednesday in a 5-4 to vote is a victory for red states and energy industry groups who've objected to blue states using that rule to block fossil fuel projects. Ultimately, the case will be sent back to the Ninth Circuit Court for a full appeal. But the Biden administration is already working to reconsider and revise that regulation, which could lead to a new version of that rule coming out before the appeal is complete, making the original rule no longer relevant. For more news on energy and the environment, subscribe to our newsletter at politico.com slash morningenergy. Some of the music in today's show was composed by the mysterious Breakmaster Cylinder. I'm Josh Siegel, and we'll see you back tomorrow. Did you know that Chevron supports the ambitions of the Paris Agreement? In fact, they've even tied their executives' compensation to lowering the carbon emissions intensity of their operations. Because it's only human to help power a brighter future. Learn more at chevron.com slash lowercarbon.